Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Oh my goodness me! What a fantastic goal! What a goal! That is absolutely superb! Huge cheers go up around Emirates Stadium. Hello and welcome to the Arsenal Weekly Podcast this Easter weekend. I'm your host, Russell Hargreaves. Coming up on today's show, Robert Pires meets Reese Nelson for a very special one-on-one. Adrian Clark looks ahead to a key round of games in both the Europa and Premier Leagues. We kick off by looking back at our Easter Sunday showdown against Stoke City with a host, Arsenal Insiders. Let's hear from another Arsenal Insider on the Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Well, I'm here with Dan Roebuck. David Hillier and John Lukic as we look back just a few minutes after Arsenal 3, Stoke City nil. A couple of goals from Pierre-Emerick Aubameyang and one from Alexandre Lacazette. Could have easily been a potential Aubameyang hat-trick, but the second penalty, Lacazette won and took himself, got a goal. Really good news for both strikers and starting with you, Dan. Hopefully this is the, uh, the perfect springboard for what lies ahead for both with some huge games to come in the coming days. Absolutely. We're not going to see him both in the Europa League because Aubameyang can't play in the Europa League. That's going to change from next year because UEFA have changed their stance on it, rightly so. But anyway, great to see Lacazette out on the score sheet. I thought that he looked match fit, even though he's not played for quite some time. He had this you know, minor knee surgery. He's only been back in full training this week, so I'm led to believe. So I was surprised with his movement, with his game understanding, with the fact that he showed for the ball. He wanted to get involved. He went on one or two runs as well. I mean, the wider question, and these guys will, will know more than I will, is... Can we see Lacazette, Aubameyang in the league this season play together? Not as a two, because no one plays with the two up front anymore, but with Aubameyang out wide left, did that really work? I guess it did to a certain extent because we beat Stoke today. But going forward from kickoff against a better side, do we see them both in the lineup? I'm not quite so sure. I don't know. David, we'll put that to you next because it is fascinating with the various options Arsenal do have up front, as Dan says, and and then getting the likes of an Ozil and a, and a Bemyang, a Lacazette, a Mkhitaryan and possibly a Ramsey all in there somehow. Mm. Uh, yeah, I think it's possible to play them together. We saw today that, that 
they could they can make a difference and have an impact. Yang went on the side, pulled out onto Glenn Johnson, who was li- looking a bit tired, I think. We, so he got more space out there and he could... Did we see mo- the, the best of Yang though, if, if we play him out left? Well, today I think we did, because he was getting kicked up the butt so much and it was so tight for him every time he went short for the ball that he wasn't he wasn't happy. So, uh, you know, Aaron Ramsey, and I felt their pain as midfield players, they they could see the back of him a lot. He was trying to play on the shoulders and run into space because he, he didn't want to be kicked up the, the backside all the time. But Lacazette came on and seemed to embrace that. He, he likes feeling a player. He likes being tight. He likes playing it around the corner and getting the one-twos. And I think it suited Aubameyang, made a bit more space out for him on the side. Um, but playing them together, I think it depends who you're, you're playing against. If you're playing against a team that are going to kick you and kick you and kick you, then probably probably just play one of them because you're just going to waste one player. Let one of them get kicked and use your wide players. Um, but, but as a pair, I think they look, they look quite balanced and it was nice to see them coming off the pitch all smiles rather than any frustrations. And regarding the penalty and not taking the hat-trick, I think it's kind of good. We've seen a lot of people grab the ball off people in recent games and we all know, John, John will know, it's set out before a game who takes the first penalty, second penalty. Obviously, it was Ian Wright took all the penalties when we played. Um, <laughs> even if he missed the first five, he'd have still had the six. But most, most clubs say you have the first one and Arsenal stuck to that. So regardless of Aubameyang getting a... He's, he's put getting a hat-trick above the, the team plan. And he didn't mind. We could and see that. Mind. There was not even a hint of I want mind. my hat-trick. So that's, that's great and they walked off... Hand in hand. Did Alex grab, yeah, grab the ball? I, I can't remember. Did he, he grab the ball? Uh, he didn't. It, let's put it did, in. But he still. Let he didn't yeah. let it go. Okay. Um, but I think going into the, the, the Europa Cup games, I think it's important that everybody gets a little bit of share of the spoils. Confidence is higher across the board. I don't think Lacazette is going to lose much fitness. Plus, you only need him for the first hour. You can sub him after an hour. Um, so you want his best hour at the beginning. And... Um, you know, I thought, yeah, he did well when he came on. At, at Danny's, Danny Welbeck's expense, let's say, he made that mistake, John, didn't he, just before... Well, I shouldn't say mistake. He missed an opportunity yeah. just before he, he got taken off. That's got to play on his mind. And when you're a player coming on in that situation, you've got to take advantage of it. Lacazette did that. Fair play to him. John, your thoughts maybe on that. I also want to ask you about the goalkeeping situation in the second year old position. But this interchangeability, these options up front with Lacazette back, hopefully it can be harnessed and utilised for a, a real force of good for the rest of the season. Yeah, it can. I mean, it, it, it did well uh, when he came on. Uh, it's only for a short period of time because he's been out some time uh, injured. So you can't. It's not really a true reflection. He's had 15 minutes at the end of the game, which is which is a good way of betting him. And also, he's got a goal which obviously helps confidence so that's good for all round really and like like Dave just said you know in terms of uh, the team going forward that's always good and the attitude's great you know you looked at Aubameyang as we've just said you know not a hint of any sort of like animosity towards Lacazette taking the penalty uh, it's sharing the spoils as uh, as we've just been talking about but uh, in terms of them playing together I mean I, I think if you stick if you stuck Aubameyang out on the left he's not that disciplined you know so he'd always err on coming in, inside and that, that's where we found what we found with him today that's exactly what he did he, he, he couldn't stay out there for any great length of time and drifted in towards Lacazette and when, when they got in there there were a handful the pair of them John, what I'm also fascinated to talk to you about as well is, is the situation in goal where on the whole David Espina has been the cup keeper and, and Peter Cech has been the league keeper. A switch for today, the massive game to come on Thursday. I wonder whether it's a sign that Arsene Wenger is looking at Cech now 
for Thursday or whether the fact he's been injured and had a few kicks. and It's just a fascinating dynamic as to quite where we stand between the sticks. Uh, well, uh, I'm not going to try and second-guess Arsenal because I've tried to do it in the past and failed miserably. Um... <laughs> I mean, obviously, Czech's had a bit of a groin. Who do you want to see as number one? John, come on. Who do you want to see as number one? Do you want me to be perfectly honest? Oh, yes. Well, I'm gutted I'm not playing. <laughs> <laughs> on that note, I reckon I could have got a couple yeah, of games this year. Exactly. Well, you go with his strongest team, and if his strongest team is a checking goal, that's who you play. As simple as that. Um, that that's my view. But Arsenal's had this policy of playing Ospina in the cup games, you know, so, She's now switched. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. So, uh, who's he going to play? Good question. Uh, uh, personally, if Czech's fit, I think Czech plays. That's me. Let's just finish off by kind of looking forward. That again, just keeps Arsenal very much on the periphery, but with a, a slim chance of top four, but just keeps momentum going. And it's key for the league, but it's key for what's coming in Europe as well, which is arguably the bigger fish to fry with their target of getting back in the Champions League. We talked about this pretty much myself and John, and I'm sure it's been discussed in the press room between whoever we talk about, talk with when it comes to Arsenal. A lot of fans email and say they want to see best 11 every single game. They don't want to see too much rotation. They want to see Arsenal win every single fixture. There's seven league games left now. There are, question mark, Europa League games left. But if we go all the way, we've got two for the quarters, two for the semis, one for the final. It's... Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. Not a huge amount of games. Play your best team as much as you can. Arsene Wenger won't do that because he's pulled three out that will play in midweek today. And that puts a little bit of pressure on those players. I was speaking to John about it before and he was suggesting it's an opportunity for those players that come in. It's going to be 
difficult to get it right because you're sort of damned if you do, damned if you don't. If you pull players out, you lose games, you lose momentum, the finger's going to be pointed and Arsenal's got to walk that tightrope. I hope he gets it right. I think eventually he has got it right today, but we will know more as the season wears on and as hopefully we go further in Europa League. Dan, thank you for your work. Great work, top man. Uh, final question to you, Dave. Back into your kind of old positional area. We saw El Nenny today alongside Wilshire with Ramsey push further forward. Xhaka coming onto the field. Where do you feel the best balance lies there for Arsenal when you go for the strongest eleven and the chance to, to get the key results in this business end of the campaign? I think the, the best combination of the three players we've seen there has been Ramsey, Xhaka with... Jack slightly advanced, but when Xhaka releases Ramsey to go off and play, because it's, it's a big bugbear of mine since the Flamini Arteta days. I don't know why you have two defensive midfield players. I think as a defensive midfield player receiving the ball, knowing that one of my teammates is only five yards, ten yards away max, and he's going to be marked by another midfield player, that don't fill me with great confidence as far as the amount of space that I've got around me to do stuff. I think when we've been at our best, Ramsey's been released. We saw Xhaka in the, in the Watford game and against Milan and that. Just, just, just have a much better game. He's got more space in there. He's got, he can get his head up. He's a very upright player. He needs to be looking around. But when you're looking around and the closest player you can see is six yards away, it, it, it messes with your mind a little bit. Sometimes you don't need him there. I think sometimes we just need to play one and release the other two to go forward. But certainly with, with Ramsey and Jack's... Jack's You've got to keep that, that Englishman in there for me. He, so and then he's the one that he doesn't necessarily yeah, think, feature, even though he was obviously, was it January's player of the month? Yeah, yeah. I, you know, I think Elneny's not done nothing wrong. Don't, don't, don't get me wrong. I don't think he's done nothing wrong. But if you're going to have players that you're looking at their best game, you know, if he plays his best game today, is he going to be better than him? I would say Ramsey would be, Jack Wiltshire would be, and Granite Xhaka would all be better than Elneny. And that goes back to playing your best team. So, you know, it, it all ties in. But for me, really, when one DM sits in there and lets the other one go and calls a problem for the other side, and we saw that today. We had two sitting back for long periods and we couldn't affect the Stoke back, back five. As soon as Stoke had to come out, we released one of them. It was, it was free-for-all, lots of space. So that, that's, that's my take on it. Dave, loving your work as ever. David Hillier, John, final word to you. Arsenal had a tough run. We all know that. Things really have turned around in recent weeks. Are you seeing enough that this is a sustainable bounce back that can serve them well for these massive games that we've just been alluding to in the final few weeks of the season? Well, that's down to the players to be, for it to be sustainable. Uh, I think you look you look at the, the the last four results and it's encouraging to say the least. You know, it's four victories, isn't it? Uh, moving that forward, moving that forward. I think that. Um, uh, it, 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 football, football, or any sport is about confidence, and it's about building confidence. And this is the this, this was the worry going into today's game. It was flat for a long period of the game, and eventually wore it down. You know, and again, you get that you get that confidence at the end of the game because you've won another game. You know, and it's keeping that momentum. But in terms of like the uh, the Europa League. Uh, you know, I, I, I quite fancy us to, to do well in that. And I think we'll get that past that Moscow time and then it's what happens after that, to be quite honest with you. But uh, sustainability is one of the things. It, that, that is the uh, holy grail in football. Um, and that's down to the players. Brilliant stuff, guys. Seldom has there been such a meeting of minds on the Arsenal Weekly podcast. I'm not including oh, myself there. Kind. Gentlemen, thank you all. It has been an absolute pleasure from Dan Roebuck, David Hillier and John Lucas. Gentlemen, thank you. Pleasure. Thank you very much. Cheers, Ross. Oh,
Robert, as you know, I'm breaking through. I'm in a dressing room with a lot of top top class players, <laughs> and uh, yes, it gets tricky at times as well. Um, so, how was it for you at Mets? And what was oh, it like? it was. You know what, Riz? It was a, a great, great moment and great memories because when you are young, yeah. and when the um, the manager they call you, yeah. and when you are uh, when you arrive on the dressing room, you say, "Wow." For me, for me, it was like a, it was like a dream. Yeah. <laughs> because you are in the dressing room, you are with a professional, you can talk with the great players. And so that's why this moment for me was very important. I remember I sit, I was sit on the on the dressing room and I watch mm -hmm. all the players <laughs> and I say, wow. <laughs> I'm lucky man. <laughs> but okay, I'm a lucky man. Yeah. So this is the first thing. Yeah. But the next step, you you need to to be on the same. You need to challenge them. You need to challenge and you need to yeah. be why not you need to take yeah. the seat of the professional. Yeah. Because this is the objective. Mm -hmm. So but if you want to be or to reach the high level, yeah. you need to work. Yeah. So that's why I, I was like you. 17, 18 uh, uh, years old. Mm -hmm. And of course, you want to play. I know, yeah, I know you. I can't, I you, can't wait to play. Yeah. You <laughs> <laughs> I know you. You want to play, but yeah. you need to be, to be passionate. Yeah. And you need to work, you need uh, to prove when you play with, with the, I don't know, but if you play with the under uh, 23, yeah. you need to play, you need to enjoy it, and you, you need to prove you are the best. Yeah. And after, maybe the next season, mm -hmm. because look, you, you, you're still playing with the, with the first team in the Europa League. Yeah. And the, so, no, no, but this is, this is very, for you, this is very good, and I think this is a very good uh, opportunity. Yeah. So this is the first day, next season, and why not? Mm -hmm. To play on the lineup. Because, no, but everything is, everything is possible. Yeah. So you need to, yeah, you need to prove and you need to, to believe on yourself. Yeah, this is the, mo the most important end, of course. You know now. Yeah. Mentality. <laughs> but for, for you, yeah, I think. Maybe it's like a dream. Yeah. But after the dream. Yeah. Next step. Next step is to be number one, on, yeah. number one on the left, left flanks. Yeah. Not the right. Number seven. Number seven as well. Oh, number magic, magic number <laughs> seven. Yes. So this is, you know, step, step yeah. by step. Uh -huh. Why not number seven? Yeah. <laughs> this is for me. This is the objective for you. Okay. It's a good challenge, no? Very good challenge. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe Arsene Wenger, they can help you. Uh -huh. If I don't know if one day you have a little bit, you go down, you know, you can talk with him. Yeah. I think it's a it's a great. For me, he's a great, of course, he's a great manager, but he's a great person because yeah. he loves to talk yeah, with, the, yeah, with yeah. the player. I mm -hmm. think you know now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a, he's a, he's a, for me, Arsene Wenger is like a, he's like a teacher. Mm -hmm. So when you have a small problem, yeah. you can talk with him. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but you need to play on the left. Oh no. <laughs> 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 I know. <laughs> if you do get some time, you could go over my clips with me. I'd love that if you could. Yeah. Get you know, time. you can use me, no yeah. problem. Because for me, is a is a pleasure. You know, 
I told you, I, I'm the past yeah. now. <laughs> so you are the present, you yeah. are the future. So that's why if one day you need mm -hmm. me to work something, mm -hmm. we can work together yeah. because we can, we can talk with, um, with Arsene Wenger. Yeah. But Arsene Wenger normally said yes because mm -hmm. Reese is a good talent, he's a good player, so he needs to work. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So one day, if you want. Yeah, of course, I would love that. Me too. That's good. We can, we can, we can some, some free kicks as well. Free, no, free kick, no. No. Free kick is for Thierry Henry, it's not for me. Not for you? Just, you scored no, a good free kick though. No, no, free kick, no, it was not my uh, speciality, but score, you know, <laughs> like this. Yeah, thank no, you. If, when, when you want. Yeah. I'm here. Oh, thanks a lot, man. Catch Wait. up soon. See you soon. <laughs> Work hard. Oh. Improve. Every every day, don't forget this oh. and believe on yourself. Yeah, and work. <laughs> Mentality. <laughs> Welcome to UK. Welcome to Premier League. <laughs>The issue here is, is how hard do Arsenal chase the game? Because conceding away goals matters. And, and, and it's helped Arsenal, hasn't it? Scoring away from home in Milan, in Ostersunds. So, so Arsenal have to be careful here. They need to attack like they're playing at home, but also have one eye on, on, on keeping a clean sheet. A word of warning here, CSKA Moscow are actually better away from home. So I think they'll be they'll be quite pleased to be, to be the first leg on their travels. They've won uh, in uh, Benfica. I think they won in Basel. They won in Lyon. Um, not easy places to go. In the qualifiers for the Champions League, they picked up, I think, three away victories. They've scored, I think, almost every time they've played away from home in Europe this season. So dangerous opponents. Um, but the fact is they're not that great at home. So... I believe any kind of victory for Arsenal in this home leg will set them up nicely. I'm confident that we won't lose out in Moscow. So, um, yeah, it's a t difficult one to, to approach, but Arsenal have to um, manage the game carefully. Attack, but don't go gung-ho at it at any stage. Okay. So, once that is done and dusted, we lock horns with Southampton and with Mark Hughes, having moved from Stoke, who we've just played, to a new role at St Mary's where, of course, he was a player right at the end of his career, wasn't he? He was, yeah, uh, and a good player. Um, he, he, look, Mark Hughes, there's a lot of people that don't, don't think Mark Hughes is a very good manager. I'm not one of them. I think, he, he, I think he's decent. Uh, you don't be a manager for as long as Sparky has if you haven't got plenty about you, and he will improve their fitness, no doubt about that. I think he will liven up their attack. Obviously, he was a fantastic centre-forward in his time. And uh, look, he's, he has got, he's got under the skin of Arsene Wenger in the past, Mark Hughes, hasn't he? Let's face it, he hasn't got a brilliant record away from home, 
here at Emirates Stadium. But but in matches against Arsene Wenger, he, he, he's got plenty of victories. So an awkward game, I'd say, for the Gunners. I think one of the big issues for Southampton has been that Charlie Austin has been, again, mm. often injured throughout the season. Remember, a glut of form earlier in the campaign where he was scoring pretty much every game. Mm. When he doesn't play, their other options don't seem to get enough goals for me. No, they don't. Well, they don't. It's as simple as that. Uh, Carrillo, who came in in January, hasn't has been fairly ineffective so far. Gabbiadini, the goals have dried up. And it, and Long the works hard, but he doesn't score enough. Exactly. Long has been a thorn in Arsenal's side in the past, of True. course. So, so he's somebody that we'll need to be wary of. You know, even players like Nathan Redmond and Dusan Tadic, you know, these are really talented players, but hardly ever score and hardly ever assist but this to, season. Yeah, really. exactly. Yeah. It, it's been a really strange season. They've been incredibly flat under the previous manager. Um, and you'd have to say this is a very winnable game for Arsenal, but, but it's that new manager spike. And actually, Southampton have got pretty good players, I'd say. It's particularly in the midfield area. Um, I think defensively that we can get at them, though. A couple of players I like. I like young Jack Stevens who's mm. coming at the back. He scores quite a few goals. I yeah. think he's quite a solid prospect. And also, weirdly, as much as Fraser Forster was always so highly rated and did so well for his first couple of years at mm. St Mary's, since he's been dropped, I do think Alex McCarthy just gets a little bit more out of those in front of him, makes that whole back five a little bit more stable. He's, be he's been better, hasn't he, Alex McCarthy? Yeah, Fraser Forster, he his head had gone. As simple as that, and he's been a good keeper, and he might be a good keeper again, but he had to be taken out of the firing line. I kind of disagree. I don't disagree because Stevens has done has done well for a young player, but when I look at them as a team, I think you've got two decent fullbacks in in Bertrand and Cedric. But I look at Yoshida and Stevens, and I compare them with other central defensive partnerships in the Premier League, and. I put it as one of the weakest. Yoshida, for me, I agree, is always kind of, he should be the first backup. Mm. He's a good bench Premier League central defender. Yeah. yeah, look, Southampton don't get walloped by many teams. So, and I wouldn't expect Arsenal to run up a, a cricket score in this game. Um, but they've just, basically how I, how I perceive Southampton is, if the game was played with no goals, if it was a possession game or it was a game between penalty boxes, there'd be a match for anyone. They knock the ball around for fun. They're, they're easy on the eye. Uh, they look confident. Ultimately, at both ends of the pitch, they're not very ruthless. In the final third, not efficient, don't score enough goals. And at the back, they can, even though they're not put under intense pressure, they do concede a fair few goals. They're not what I would call particularly uh, ruthless at the back. So, um, and for that reason, Southampton are banging trouble. They've got a horrendous run in. I think they might go down. And I, and I think Arsenal will beat them in this game. Crikey, what a story that would be, just finally, Clark. I mean, you consider for years, they were always in and around Europa League contention, got into it a time or two. Mm. It would be a real fall from grace, wouldn't it, on a business model of an academy mm. that Perpetti was bringing through youngsters and young talent to allow players to be sold on. But for yeah. whatever reason, it's all falling apart. It, it has. And yeah, I think you can only go so far, can't you, with continually selling your best players. And the issue in the last couple of years is they've continued to sell their best players and they actually haven't replaced them with clever enough uh, recruitment. And it manages too much as yeah, well. Yeah, of course, yeah. And I just think the identity of Southampton has been lost. And um, yeah, uh, for that reason, they've become a very mediocre team. And OK, they've had a good cup run. Maybe they got lucky with the draw. But, um, yeah, Southampton fans, I think, have got a right to be worried. They've got a good manager, I think, in Mark Hughes, but 
it might be the case that he's coming too late to save them. A bit like Rafa last season at Newcastle, two seasons ago, mm. interesting. Mm. Clark, your last uh, five-second team talk lasted 32 seconds, <laughs> as it was officially timed. Yeah. Can you give us a five-seconder? Yeah, here, forget the Europa League. It's all about today. Concentrating today and the second leg will take care of itself. Clarky, great work. When can we see or hear you again? I'll be, well, I'll be doing the breakdown of the Southampton game. Um, so hopefully it'll be a very positive one. That is full time on this week's show. Our thanks to Robert Pires, to Reese Nelson, David Hillier, John Lukic, and of course, Dan Roebuck for their contributions today. And let's not forget Adrian Clark. We'd like to know how we're doing on the podcast, so please leave us a rating and review on iTunes. You can subscribe as well, and also find us on ACAST these days. And remember too, to get your questions into Clarky at the chalkboard by using the hashtag on Twitter, Arsenal Weekly. And we're back on Monday, the 9th of April. Till then, bye for now. The Arsenal Weekly Podcast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.